Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ultimate Podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, feeling much better than we did last week, uh, at least, uh, well... Maybe I can't speak for Chase, uh, but yeah, that's true. We are at least both over the sicknesses that we had. Uh, maybe affected by some different things now, but um, now I have a hernia, so it hurts. Yeah, so you you, you hate to see that, and uh, we hope we hope Chase gets well soon. Don't um, get old, folks. Don't yeah. get old. Getting old for the birds. Yeah, ripe old age t- of twenty nine over here, and uh, yeah. man, body's falling apart. Yeah. Yeah, it's for the birds, but birds don't get old because they're all robots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so hopefully bringing a little bit more, uh, a, a better energy level than we did last week. I know uh, I was I was struggling. Um, most of the episode was me reading off uh, scores from my ESPN app, and then we talked about that <laughs> game. <laughs> so we, uh, we have a little bit more direction today. Um, uh, but first, before we get into what turned out to be a pretty crazy weekend. Um, I guess we'll, we'll have some programming notes. Uh, yeah, Chase, sure. Ch- Chase, you want to take it or you want me to handle it? Uh, I'll take it. Um, All right. Once, um, once aspiring podcasters, Will and Chase said that we were going to do four episodes a week. Once the season gets here. Um, now, veteran podcasters will and chase um we're gonna cut it down to one episode a week uh <laughs> we're we're uh, tired of of promising you guys um the moon and and falling short so we're gonna promise you you know like a third class plane ticket and maybe we upgrade you to first class if we have some extra yeah. time throughout the week or something i don't know economy um, yeah economy class so is that, um, is that the I lowest guess, I, I don't know. I couldn't think of what the lowest was. So I just came up with whatever I said. I, what did I say? Class three or something? Yeah. Um, third class. Third class. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like business class is ahead of economy. So I feel like whatever the profit. whatever the whatever the cheap one is, that's what yeah. I always fly. So I don't even really really what it comes to is I'm just like I just buy the plane ticket. I don't buy like the premium plane ticket. So. I don't know what the upper classes are called. I guess I should say, right? Um, but, um, but yeah, like like we're like where Chase and I are at in our respective lives. Um, it's just busy, man. Like, and, and we don't even have kids. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> I don't understand how you people with kids do it. Like, come on now. Uh, I'm I'm kind of scared for uh, 
for for what what's gonna happen this podcast <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i mean picture that like we'd be getting home from t-ball practice right now or something like that yeah. and like we got to make a lunchable for dinner real quick and then we don't yeah. have time to record yeah so but hey bed by nine lucky for you guys uh uh we're <laughs> we don't have we don't have kids as of yet so uh we we, we got we got another another uh little while in us uh to at least nine uh, more months yeah i mean at a minimum yeah. you'd think uh, you'd, people were saying mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah so uh it it's gonna work best for us it's gonna end up being better for you uh the listener to have a uh, a more you know regular schedule and know when to expect it because i feel like right now you you guys are logging on on whatever day of the week and you're like oh god like it's posted today like that's cool like i didn't know when it was going to come out so um we're uh i think tuesday is the day we're gonna is, is, is gonna be the, like the day going forward um yeah well ultimately like like it's really a little peek behind the curtain here for you listeners out there um, I love I love I love pulling the curtain back. It's one of my favorite yeah, things. Yeah, me, to me too. Um, especially whenever the Wizard of Oz is just a man, <laughs> and, and and so like, what what we do here is Will and Chase will record, and then we hit stop, and then Chase does absolutely nothing else. Like Will does everything from there. <laughs> so um, that's on me because used to I was making all kinds of graphics on Photoshop. I got a new computer so that I could do more Photoshop. Still haven't migrated all the stuff over here. And that's partly because I don't have the time to get it all over on my new computer. About the time I have like a minute or two to do it, I, I it's just there's something else. I'm sick or, you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, it's life, right? So yeah. Um, also, both Tuesdays, of our jobs. Uh, I was gonna say both of our jobs have, uh, um, and this is good good news that we've had some more responsibility in our respective jobs. Oh yeah, oh um, a lot. <laughs> so, that's, yeah. so that's that's taking a significant amount of our time. Plus, we have wives and homes to, like, we have to you know upkeep our homes and you know spend time with our wives and keep them happy, um, which we which we enjoy doing. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's tough to find you know two nights a week to. Uh, to do this and, you know, edit it on time and uh, produce a good product. So um, ultimately, ultimately, this is going to be our best route uh, for the remainder of, of this uh, football season. Yeah. And, and I know that we've done a lot of these programming notes, but the, the point is we just want to make sure that you guys understand, like we, we really enjoy making this podcast. We want to make sure that it's still a really good product and that, that we do a good job and it's not rushed and it's not, you know, you know, bad sound quality and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Because we have had like episodes where we do like rush it real quick and, you know, because we feel like we got to get something out there, you know, and right. um, we just, from experience, we just want to make sure that we get you guys who we are and what we're doing and all that. And Yeah. All right. Uh, looking back at week five, um, going in, it felt like a like it was going to be a exciting week, but not in the way that it turned out to be. Um, a lot of ranked versus ranked. Uh, I'm fairly certain the favorite won all of those. 
Uh, so maybe that wasn't as exciting. Um, what was exciting is uh, four of the top ten lost. Um, an entire conference was eliminated from the playoff. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but let's start with what's, I think, the, probably the biggest storyline for me and uh, something I'm ready to come out and say, and that is that uh, this is Georgia's year. Um, and if this isn't Georgia's year, I don't know when it's going to be because literally everyone else is is pretty down and Georgia just has a, a defense for the ages. Like, you, you, you literally can't score points on them. It just it's not it's not possible. Um, oh, they're 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 so good. And I, I remember talking um, when we did our predictions episode. Maybe uh, you were telling me like Georgia's going to be super good. Like they're they're like the favorite. You know, they're it's just a foregone conclusion that they're going to be they're going to win the East this year. And I'm like, eh, I mean, Florida was still pretty good last year. Yeah, and I guess I just didn't do enough research on Georgia coming in because, golly, they're good. Well, even after like, like I I stuck with that, but I, I I walked it back a little bit because I wasn't super high on on JT Daniels, who hasn't played much this year. Uh, turns out they don't need him <laughs> at least for ninety <laughs> percent of their games uh, until they play Alabama. They don't have to have a good quarterback to win every game, um, and probably win every game. Uh, fairly comfortably uh we'll see about we'll see how they play florida but um the defense is uh much better than i expected it's it's otherworldly right now um i'm I'm glad they're not on our schedule (laughs) if i'm being quite honest um hate to have uh, six losses (laughs) (laughs) um and i think this may be a a hot take um actually it's going to be a hot take because the way it's going to sound but I don't think Bama is that good, and not that not that they're not good, but I don't think Bama is great this year. I think they're they're very very good and are capable of you know beating anybody, obviously. Um, but this is not one of their one of their better teams. If you ranked all the Nick Saban teams, um, I wouldn't put this one in the top half. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll rephrase that a bit and say this is a great team. It's not really an elite team. Um, just based on what I've seen, I would say that Georgia is the only elite team that I've seen. And really, Bama's probably the only great team that I've seen this year. It's a steep um, drop-off after that. And then from there, it's just okay teams. Like, you don't even get good and pretty good. You just get okay. Yeah. And then you have AM. Yeah, let's we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, um, but <laughs> there was. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to make a bird joke in there, but I couldn't. I couldn't get one out. <laughs> uh, but there was one. There's a thought I had on on Saturday. I'm glad I just I, I just remembered this because I just pulled it up. Um, uh, stop putting. Uh, like any kind of stock into the AP poll or the coaches poll, um, they're they're garbage. They they mean nothing. Um, it's just a bunch of journo's. Uh, they get paid to write about sports. Um, 
ranked teams every week based on how many losses they have or don't have. It's 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 dumb as hell, if you ask me. What you should be looking at is Vegas because uh, Vegas actually, you know, involves a crap ton of money and uh, they have a lot better handle on things than most uh, most journalists do. So um, there's some good journalists out there. Absolutely. But uh, I trust the markets uh, in most things in life and especially in uh, in uh, in gambling and sports. So <laughs> um, but my point is, as of right now, the the runaway favorites uh, to win the championship in college football this this season are Alabama at plus 150 and Georgia at plus 175. They're basically, they're virtually tied. It's neck and neck. The next closest is Ohio State at plus 1,000. Um, and then Oklahoma and then Cincinnati. Eventually you get down to it and it's like Iowa plus 3,500. Uh, I think I said, yeah, plus 3,500. Oregon plus 4,500, like it's, there's no one else on their level. Like they are just Mm -hmm. so far out in front that um, it's, it's just really obvious. Like there's, there's not another, there's not any teams out there that are up this year, you know, that are able to knock them off. And in terms of the playoff, if both teams are 12 and 0 going in, do they both make it like, like, I mean, like going into the SEC championship, you know, and obviously one's going to beat the other, but um, I, I don't see that game being a blowout in either direction. I, I figured they, they, they likely both get in. Do you think? I would think so. Um, I I mean, I, I can't see a scenario where they don't both get in. Yeah. So far this year. I mean, I, that I just, I wouldn't even have to do the what if this happens or what if that happens. Just look at what, like the the unbeaten's and the one losses out there. Like look at their remaining schedule. I, you may not have an, a single one loss team out there by the end of the year, other than Bama and Georgia. Yeah. Well, on uh, on that note, or Cincy, Cincy, maybe I don't know. Well, see, this is. Like at this point, I'm rooting for Cincy. I know they're not going to win the whole thing, but man, I really want them to make the playoff, uh, especially because the team I root for is uh, not a snowball's chance in hell of uh, sniffing a, a good ball game. So, you um, say? Eh, I forgot about them. They're still in it for the hunt. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so but I guess this kind of ties in all my points here. Outside, we'll, we'll talk about LSU uh, here in a second. But um, the other things I got on my notepad here are: uh, is the Pac-12 out of the playoff, and you know, can Cincinnati work their way in? Um, over the weekend, uh, UCLA takes a second loss, uh, loses to Arizona State, and then Oregon is upset by uh, Stanford. Oregon has uh, got some pretty bad uh, injury luck right now. And then uh, their best player got ejected for targeting uh, close to the end of the game. So um, even though they have the best win of the season so far, uh, I don't I feel like I feel like they're really good this year, but it's hard to put it's hard for me to have a lot of faith in them running the table the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I 
I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure um, there's not a single two-loss team that's ever made it in, is there? No. Yeah, so, I mean, I I don't have a whole lot of confidence that they're going to go the remainder of the year unbeaten. Yeah. But at this point, I just want everybody to lose. Like, I, yeah. I just like just chaos. Chaos. Hashtag chaos, chaos is really all I want. So, <laughs> um, I would yeah. love it if we if we beat Bama, not because I would be excited that AM beat Bama, honestly. It would just be because, like, haha, what are you going to do now, A people? Yeah. You know, like, with your bitch ass. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, um, I think this this is kind of frustrating because this was setting up to be, you know, in the first three, four weeks we're like, Oh, like we have chaos. Like this is like, there's parody and like, you know, the same four teams aren't going to make it this year. I think they might. Um, what, what worries me about Cincinnati is uh, their schedule strength has taken a hit because uh, Indiana was ranked coming in uh they might struggle to reach a bowl game at this point. Um, the, the, the win over Notre Dame is great. That's awesome for Cincinnati. Um, but the rest of their league has struggled a bit. And to, to sum my point up pretty quickly, what, what worries me is Ohio State wins out and Oklahoma goes 12-1 and one or whatever. Um, a 12-1 and one Ohio State and a 12-1 Oklahoma – are probably going to get in over undefeated Cincinnati. Unfor- un- as unfortunate as it is, because I would love for Cincinnati to get in there, in there and not see Oklahoma get smoked by another SEC team for you know the sixth time in a row. But I, I actually I, I don't agree with that. I think Cincinnati so? would get in. Yeah, I think Cincinnati would get in that because I mean they beat they beat Notre Dame. Yeah, but is is Notre Dame good? They're better than <laughs> those teams there. I mean, uh, whether they're good or not good, I mean, Notre Dame was – was. I, I don't think Notre Dame's good, no, to answer your question. But I don't think Oklahoma or Ohio State are good either. Yeah. I think I'm just like – I have zero faith in the committee to put in a G5 team. Because um, I, think, I think Cincinnati deserves it. But uh, – the committee loves brands. They love the power five teams. Uh, they're always going to give them the benefit of the doubt unless, unless chaos happens, like we've said. So, mm-hmm. um, that's what we're rooting for. Uh, everybody beat everybody. Um, nobody won all their games. <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. Um, that's, I mean, I mean, if Cincinnati, if Cincinnati, I think a 12 and one, Oklahoma and Ohio State get in over a twelve and one Cincinnati. I don't think they get in over a undefeated Cincinnati, though. Yeah, here's here's hoping. And then, I mean, you have teams like Michigan who are still undefeated. Um, mm-hmm. Wake Forest is still undefeated. Kentucky's undefeated. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> let's not write them off. I mean, we we probably should, but. Um, Whenever you look at the poll, you're like, "Huh? Like they're five and zero? Yeah, right. Are, are, are we sure?" But um, 
But yeah, so um, the, the last the last national note I wanted to get into before we move on to A and M. Um, LSU is in is in deep. Uh, they are uh, they're in a bad spot. We talked about it in the off season when we previewed the West. Uh, we talked about it uh, before UCLA after they lost to UCLA. Uh, this schedule is about to get absolutely brutal. Um, they they lost to Auburn last week. Uh, they have Kentucky this week at Kentucky. Um, and they've already got two losses. So here's here's what's after Kentucky. Um, Florida, uh, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, Arkansas. Mm. So one, two, three, four, five. Uh, it's five of the top 17, uh, sorry, four of those are in the top 17 in the AP poll, which I just crapped on, but, um, <laughs> just, just for, for reference sake, um, like we, we know about Ole Miss and Arkansas and, mm-hmm. and obviously Bama, like, like we know they're good. Uh, shoot, I'm sorry. Uh, all five of those teams are ranked in the top 20. I was leaving out Florida, um, who's number 20 right now, but, um, that sucks for them. <laughs> like, yeah, I know that I know that we have two losses. We play Bama this week, so we're probably going to have three. But um, is is LSU in danger of missing a bowl? I feel like that's on the yeah, table. I mean, it's that's possible. I don't know if they won't be invited to a bowl game though. Like they might yeah. they might not be eligible and still get invited. You know, I know some of those. Uh, those five and seven teams get invited. And I feel like, I mean, five and seven might be best case. They've got, they got three wins right now. They beat McNeese, Central Michigan, and Mississippi State. Um, they have a game against Louisiana Monroe uh, right before they play us. Um, so they'll probably have at least, they're, they're going to have four wins at a, at a minimum. But um, you figure they find a way to win one <laughs> of these. Um you know, I don't know what we're going to look like at the end of the year. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, but, man, like, and Kentucky's probably the worst of these. So if, if they lose this Saturday, uh, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. Um, I, I don't see a way that, that Orgeron doesn't get fired at the end of the season. And what's their record right now? They're three and two. So do you think they're saying the same thing about Jimbo? No, because uh, here, here's why. Because I think they know that Orgeron isn't the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he won the championship uh, with, you know, an all-world offense, and uh, that was great. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think they know that he's more of a like like he is Gene Chizik. You know, like like Gene Chizik. Uh, had Cam Newton at Auburn, won a championship, got fired two years later. I think the exact same thing is going to happen here. Um, they, you know, it's weird because they like they're they're always up there in the recruiting rankings, but they have huge holes on their roster. Like uh, their offensive line is is bad, and all those guys are seniors. Like um, I know we've had some bad old lines, but 
at least the one year when we had everybody, you know, experienced uh, last season, we were actually pretty good. Like we were, yeah. it was it was a really good offensive line. Um, but I think I think they know that he wasn't the driver behind that championship. Uh, we all know that, um, and I think uh, their fans probably knew that for a while, but didn't want to admit it after last season. Um, and you know. If you miss a bowl game at LSU after, you know what they did last year, uh, it's 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 an easy way to get fired. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I I'm I don't. I could see the case for him getting fired with all it's just. I, actually, I I would I would say like it, he would be on a very hot seat. Because of all the all the just turmoil that they've had over the last two years, um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because, yeah. like, I, I feel I feel like when you have a, I mean, yes, they probably go. Well, like six and six, you know, at best, but they still have the possibility of going ten and two. You know, what I, I mean? don't. I, I know that that mathematically they do, but I don't really think they. Have yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it yeah. happening. I I, yeah. I very much do not expect that to happen. But at the same time, it is still possible. You know what yeah. I mean? Um. Same for us, you know. We could go ten and two. Yeah. Um. But it's just a. I don't know. I, I think. I think in some ways, like we watch. I feel like sometimes we watch our rivals with a fine tooth comb, so that we could say, like, "Ha! Look, that's bad happening to them," you know. <laughs> and they're watching us in the same way. And I'm just curious if that's like. Like if we if we're putting too much because I feel very much the same way as you, but at the same time I'm like, well, you know, is it any different than a different coach that is going three and two but won a national championship two years ago? <laughs> you know, like yeah. Um, so I don't know if I don't know I don't know how they would handle that. Yeah, I think I think if Jimbo won a national championship, let's say, and then two years later we were wanting to fire him, I would be like, he just won. What, what are you talking about? Like, but, but I think we would know that it was Jimbo's like Jimbo was the reason behind that. Uh, sure. if like, if Jimbo was a, you know, a bumbling doofus that can't even speak English and, you know, relied on, uh, a generational quarterback and, uh, you know, some, uh, super sharp coordinators and, you know, all that stuff. Um, and plus, like LSU has, you know, the same expectations that Alabama has. <laughs> I mean, like, right. I know that I know that we have high expectations, but like we haven't actually done anything, so we kind of, you know, understand. But um, LSU, like, they they it's it's different from Auburn because they have uh, a recruiting advantage, being in like the only school in Louisiana. But uh, similar to Auburn, and like, pretty quick to to get rid of a coach if you know, if things don't go a certain way, but, um, 
Interesting for sure. Um, I Yeah, for sure. I, I was not super high on them coming into the season. I wasn't – I don't think I was this down. Like, I didn't see the the UCLA loss or, um, you know, preseason. I wouldn't have thought Auburn either, but um, mm-hmm. Auburn is shown to be be better than I expected. But um, I guess it's – I guess it's time for us to uh, come to grips with with reality of of the situation. Oh, well, but but first, I got to do the quote of the week. Ah, how could I forget? This is an this, this is an all timer. Uh, yeah, th- this quote um, this quote really sets us up well for the next segment. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> It, it is uh, by my very favorite Lane Kiffin um, prior to the game against Alabama this weekend. He said, and I quote, get your popcorn ready. And it's very inspirational because then he then lost or went out there and just got stomped on and um, lost 42 to 21. They doubled him up in points. So, yeah. Um, Get your popcorn ready. Man. It's time to talk about Texas a People on the internet were having a filled day with popcorn <laughs> popcorn <laughs> tweets during that game. <laughs> did, you see the, did, did you see the elephant inside the popcorn thing? <laughs> yeah. Inside the popcorn costume? That was good. Uh, that was good stuff. Because it started off so bad, like... I think it was thirty-five zero at one point. It was it was at yeah, least twenty. Yeah. It was at least it was at least twenty-eight zero at one point. I think it was thirty-five zero. So everybody's like, "Hey, Lane, uh, what about that popcorn? <laughs> Your popcorn's burning." Yeah, but okay. Time for uh, time for us to face the music. We could also talk about the urban sprawl. I think we have to. <laughs> I know. I know. We keep putting off the inevitable. Um, uh, but come on, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, in case you've been living under a rock, uh, for the past couple of days, um, video surfaced of urban Meyer, uh, out at his own bar that's named after it has bears his namesake, um, just grinding on, uh, on young ladies. Um, some, some might call him an urban legend. Yeah. Urban yeah. cowboy. Yeah, or urban decay, whichever one you you think, it, um, however way you look at it, I guess. Uh, but the, the the memes that followed have been absolute fire. Um, there's ones of him like with a shocked face, you know, in his Ohio State gear, and it's like when they start clapping, but they ain't using hands. Uh, <laughs> I believe you sent me that one, and oh my I gosh, I had to uh, I had to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Did, did you send that to Blake Stone? Oh, I definitely did. I sent it to him immediately. And, I, and, I was going and, to, and, and I forgot to. I yeah. forgot to send it to him. Yeah, um, yeah great, great memes. Um, you know, Urban, he just, he was at, at a, a very innocent and friendly and family-friendly dinner with his grandkids. And... These just evil, evil people coerced him into coming on the dance floor. They just they wanted him on the dance floor. If it wasn't for them wanting him on the dance floor, then 
he would have just gone home with his wife and grandkids and, you know, played in the bathtub with the kids, um, which I think is the picture that Shelly put on Twitter. Um, Yeah. But they wanted him to go on there, so that's, of course, the reason why he went out there. What what Chase is referring to is obviously uh, Urban's press conference um, when he got Mm -hmm. back to Jacksonville this week. uh, Took zero accountability, really, for (laughs) any of his actions. Um, Total piece of shit, Urban is. Um, But, yeah, he was like, you know, I was out at a family thing with my kids and my grandkids, and... um, you know, they these people wanted me to come over to the bar, and you know, they twisted my arms. Like, okay, I guess I'll go. And uh, I should have gone home. I should have yeah, gone home. Should have gone home. They wanted me out on the dance floor, and I yeah, they home they, they did. I guess they is like the 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 the, the attractive women that um, he was seen in videos of. Uh, yeah, fondling. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish by like explaining that they wanted him out on the dance floor. Like, yeah, they probably wanted you to give him a million dollars too. Would you have done that? Yeah. If they, if they wanted you to jump off of a cliff, would you do it urban? That's a real question. I bet his mom never asked him that when he was a little, right. When he was an urban youth. (laughs) Oh man, he sucks. (laughs) He sucks. Um, I've actually like I've got a source who has a source, and I won't name either one of these people. But um, this is not new for Urban. Uh, when he was at Florida and at Ohio State, this was a pretty common occurrence. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty shocked it hasn't been on video before. Um, but how stupid can you be? Like everyone in America has a video camera in their pocket. Like, yeah, it's. I I, I I can't I can't. What do you think his his excuse will be one day on this? Like it, like if it doesn't go away, you think like he'll come out and be like, "Well, um, so there's these things called deep fakes, um, which are videos where people pretend to be you and then they can animate over it and make it look like you." And I think that's what I've um, fallen into that trap. Yeah. Well, I mean. He's not like there's no accountability there. Obviously, yeah. um, wouldn't shock me if, to see him go out and do it again. But um, that's that's about all the the urban talk I've I've, I've reached my urban threshold. <laughs> um, not not a fan, obviously. We'll, but we'll go we'll go ahead and close that urban dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> That one was a stretch, but you know, hey, it was be- better than anything I could I could think of. I, I tried to get as many in there as I could. You did a good job. Uh, you did a great job. <laughs> um, uh, all right, on to the Aggies. Yeah, I guess um, we. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> the Aggies are we. Um, <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a Week 5 offer every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL 
was in 1943, so this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, 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 so Chase and I didn't text a ton uh, throughout this game, or even after this game, or even leading up to recording this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had to talk in like three days. Um, uh, I don't think we've talked since the game, have we? No, not until uh, earlier today. Uh, yeah. Well, I think briefly on Sunday, and uh, it was like, "Hey, do, do we want to record?" And we were both kind of like, "No, nah, like nah. let's 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 not do that." Um. But yeah, so I was to to sum it up, just uh, incredibly angry and. Uh, frustrated and um just generally pissed off for uh a little bit after the game and then i i kind of had a feeling of peace like not not too much like what i'm about to the other scenario i'm about to describe but whenever we lost to ucla in excruciating fashion blowing a 34 point lead um I was so mad at the moment, but then I was like, oh, like, we're getting this bum coach out of here. Like, I don't care what happens the rest of the season. I don't even care that we lost. Like, we're going to have a new coach, and that's probably a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel that way about – like, I don't think Jimbo is terrible. We're not going to fire him. Um, but it just, you know, uh, gave me peace that I can – that I don't have to, you know, get excited for every game, and every game is life or death. Um I can just kind of go on about my life and, you know, enjoy my Saturdays. Um, when you when you expect to be good, it kind of sucks because every loss is devastating. Like, yeah, whenever we played Auburn last year and we were down, I think we were, we were down double digits in the second half. I was like, like whenever Bo Nix did that Houdini play and escaped five of our guys trying to sack him and scored, I threw my remote on the ground and broke it. Um, <laughs> and just like was on pins and needles until we finally, you know, like, like put the game away and won. But like, uh, w- I think winning is more of a relief when you're good and it is joyful. You know, when you get it, like beating Florida last year, that was awesome. Uh, winning the orange bowl. That was awesome. Um, but losing like just one loss is devastating. And the mm-hmm. way that we've lost these last two is just, really put a sour taste in my mouth for uh, this whole thing we got going on with this program. But um, yeah, I, I've got, I've got some more thoughts, but I, I want, I want you to get some things off your chest too. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even go into this game thinking we were going to win. Like I, I went in, you did say like, that. Yeah. I, I'm like, we're, we're going to uh, actually, I, I, after this game, I said, 
man, I got to really stop it. Like expecting us to lose because you go back and watch, you know, or listen to the, one of the first ones. I'm like, Hey, I'm or one of our first episodes. I, I said, I w- outside of Bama, I was most worried about Arkansas this year. But then I was worried that Mississippi State was going to be a trap game because we we're going to have a hard game against Arkansas and then and potentially lose that game. And then we we're going to be looking forward to Bama. And I wouldn't be surprised if we lose three in a row. And then here we are. Yeah. Well, I, we've lost two in a row, but I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. It, it, but, uh, I think we can. We can pencil one of the this next one in, and, and that's the thing is like like I didn't, I just had that I just had the feeling that we were going to lose. I, I didn't really have the expectations. See, I I had the opposite. Like throughout the entire game, as as rough as most of it was, um, I expected to win the entire time. And then, and then well, I, I will say, watching the game, I expected to pull out the win at the very end. Right. Like right. like I expected that. Like I never really worried about the game until the very, very end. Like yeah. even though we were behind a good portion of it, I'm like, ah, well, you know, that's we just got to figure out how to play, you know. And yeah. I just kind of shrugged it off, but I figured we would win. And right, and uh, I, I felt yeah. that same feeling. And then, and then the safety happened, and then I was like, well, now we're gonna lose. Like, like at that moment, I was like, like my anger really started to to set in. Yeah, well, that that yeah, for sure. We so we we uh, you know how my seats are like one above the other. Yeah, um, my uh, well, I guess I should say that for the podcast, not for you. But my my season tickets, I bought them like last minute one year, and they're like they're row eighteen and nineteen, seat seven. So they're like behind ones behind the other instead of it being next to each other, and um, so. I thought that I would be able to just renew it and switch the next year, but that didn't happen. So I've had the same tickets for four <laughs> years now. Um, every time I get a renew, like there's no other. Anyways, everybody was like, there wasn't any open seats around us. Um, Cause normally we we'll just wait. And then we sit together about midway through the first quarter, um, which actually we were doing. And then some people came in and sat next to us. So we had to like get up and shift. And instead of, going back to my seat, you know, and trying to split between two people that were already sitting down and like not touch their knee and stuff like that. You know, I just decided I'm just going to walk up to the letterman's lounge. So I ended up watching the entire game in the letterman's lounge for the most part. I didn't know. Um, Yeah. And, and well, we went up there, I guess halfway through, well, maybe like the first part of the second quarter we went up there because I was hungry. So I went and got nachos and sat in the Letterman's Lounge, and then it was it was hot that day, and it felt really good in there. And I'm sitting there eating, and yeah, you know, like it was just a good vibe. And then 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 during halftime, uh, chemo came in there, and oh nice. Um, so I like sat and talked to chemo, and and then he didn't want to go back out because it was so hot. So we just both sat and watched the game together in the Letterman's Lounge. So, but the cool—I uh, told that entire story to tell this part, which is that um, the stadium and the TV were not in sync. Like, 
they were like the TV was like thirty seconds behind. Ah, uh, yeah. So like something somebody would cheer, and then we would take bets on whether it was that we had a good play or if the bird did something, <laughs> which was fun. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, we uh, we would hear people like. Well, it would be like it would be like third down on TV. Yeah. And and you wouldn't hear cheering. You wouldn't hear anything. Yeah. You wouldn't hear da 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 da. You know. Yeah. And so then you kind of were like, "Oh crap, there's 4 minutes left in the game. Come on now." Yeah. You know, like and then then at that point it was when it kind of set, started setting yeah. in for me. I've I've had that same experience. I'm sure many have of uh like if you watch the game like at tailgate uh, especially where where like we typically have tailgated in the past, um, mm. like right by the entrance. Uh, like you're watching the TV and like 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 you just said, you know what's about to happen, or you know if something good's about to happen or not because the crowd just you know exploded. And then you look at yeah. the TV to see what's going to happen. <laughs> but when it's a big like a big play, like you know it's a big play, and you're waiting on the crowd to do something, and you hear like ah, like you don't hear you know the explosion of of uh of cheers and stuff like that and you're like well yeah. damn it but yeah so um my my big my i don't know my my thing is like like i said i i only expected a loss driving there once i was there and once we were watching the game like throughout the game i i expected that we would finish it out with a win but i'm talking about like going into the game I just really didn't want to drive to College Station to go to the game, and like, I just had that feeling like, let me go. I'm gonna waste my entire Saturday, drive all the way down there, all the way back, just to lose. And then, sure enough, that's what happened. But uh, it, it wasn't a waste. I mean, uh, I got to see chemo, and we had had some fun. Yeah. Um, so, like, it it was good, but man, what yeah. a rough game. You yeah. Know? There was a lot of really pissed off Aggies, what we might call mad geese that came through there after the game, not happy throwing stuff around and, you know, well, and using, using curse words here, here's the frustrating thing. Like there's, it's frustrating for two reasons. Like one, I, I truly believe if, if, if Haynes King doesn't get hurt against Colorado, I think we're five and zero. I know. I, I don't think it's a guarantee, but I think mm-hmm. we have better chances of being five and zero than being three and two for sure, or than or than just you know not being undefeated. But I think if he's healthy, yeah. we probably were. Well, that's frustrating in and of itself. But we already knew, like we've come to terms that he's hurt. That happened, you know, a month ago. But mm-hmm. what's frustrating is we should have won the last two games anyway without him. Right. And right. like, yeah, like. As soon as he got hurt, I was like, "Oh, well, we're, we're definitely not beating Bama." But the rest of these, like, there's there's no reason to have made the mistakes that we did, and you know, like, I know Zach's gotten a lot of crap, and uh, you know, he he's he's played pretty poor, and um, I got I, I don't want to to you know to, to dogpile on him, but he's not the only one at fault. But you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's just really tough to to score when, you know, 
I don't, I think I texted you this and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a coach. I'm far from it. Uh, this is a couple of amateurs talking to you about football, but, um, Mm -hmm. it, it just seems like Zach has a really hard time, uh, either like, I don't know if it's just like the execution of the play or like, you know, struggling with the reads or what it is, but, um, you know how like like we've always talked about how Kellen Ma was inconsistent, um, mm-hmm. but he was consistent within games. Like if he was having if he was having a good game, he was good all game. If he was having a bad game, he was bad all game. <laughs> uh, right. Calzada is inconsistent from play to play. Like he'll do something incredible. Uh, the the, pat, the touchdown to Jalen Weidermeyer was a beautiful pass. Um, the his touchdown run, like we thought he you know had had feet made of concrete and uh, he goes in there and has this great run and, and scores. Uh, but then like he just misses some easy stuff and it, it's, it's really frustrating. And I mean, I don't know if it's, if the offense is too complicated, I know that's been brought up a ton. Um, but and if, if that's the case, that's, that's got to change somehow. I know Jimbo is stubborn as hell and it's his system, but you've got a guy that's been here for, for three years and he still doesn't know it. Like, I mean, that's. I think you know. I think I'll say something to that. I think that's a cop out. I mean, how do we know that Jimbo's offense isn't just four plays? You well, know, one of the Mississippi State guys said something about uh, our game plan was identical to last year's. Yeah, and we came out with the exact same plays we did last year. I, I mean, honestly, I can't watch it with a fine tooth comb enough to see that. But but they did they did all week and and so you know we say that it's a complicated offense but anybody saying that has no no idea what the reads are like how complicated that offense actually is you know what I mean yeah um, I mean Zach Zach's had more time than Haynes King has at that offense so I mean he he's our he's our veteran quarterback. Yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think it's that at all. I think I think a couple of things. Number one, I think Calzada has a he gets in his head too much. We talked about that last week, but I mean he double clutches so many passes. Yeah. Where if he would have just let it go, maybe you make a play. But instead you held on to it, now you got sacked. You know, or you got a safety or whatever. Yeah, and and it's just uh, it, it's it's indecision. It's it's not it's not instinct. You know, and um, I hate that for him because I know that it's like I I can't imagine what it is in his shoes. So I know that it's bound to be, you know, very difficult to make the right decision every play, but. You don't have to make the right one, just make a decision. Yeah. You know, and and if you're gonna run, run. If you're gonna pass, pass. If you're gonna throw the ball, throw the ball. Don't don't pump and then throw it. Because every time he throws a pick or anything like that, it comes right after he double clutched it. And if he would just let it fly the first time, then he'd have been good. Yeah. And and he loses his power. And then I it's just that's that's looking at Calzada. But you know, Everybody's put this on Calzada. Here, here's my question. How many of these receivers are creating separation? 
how many of these receivers are, are running the right routes. We don't know that. We're going to try to say that it's too complicated of an offense for Calzada to understand. But maybe we've got, you know, receivers that can't understand a super uh, a simple route tree. You know, because we did have one of those. I'm not going to blast who that is. But, you know, we're, we've got all these receivers that we don't circulate them through enough. We have excuses as to why we don't do that. And the ones that are out there, you know, are, are for what? I, since Jimbo's got here, our receivers have been, mm, eh. And everybody, yeah, exactly. And, and then everybody at Florida State says the same thing that whenever Jimbo was there, yeah, he had his little Anaya Smiths and, and, you know, people like that. The, uh, what's uh, Devontae? Uh, Rashad, uh, Rashad Green was one of the uh, – was probably his best receiver. Uh, the, the year they won it, they had Rashad no, Green and Kelvin a, Benjamin. No, what's the little short guy? Starts at – Devontae Freeman? Devontae Freeman, yeah. He, he, was, no. he was more of a running back, though. No, it's not Devontae Freeman. I'm oh, thinking of. Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook, thank you. Okay. I knew it was, it was a D – and as soon as Devonte came out out of my mouth, I couldn't think of another D, <laughs> D name. Um, yeah, like like he has his, his receivers like that, but they're like you know he didn't really develop. Uh, and I'd be curious to hear like somebody that, that's watched it more. But here's my question: what's the what's the common denominator outside of Jimbo? Because everybody wants to put the put the blame on Jimbo. Oh, there's a there's a different guy people are blaming, and uh, is is that who you're about to say? Are are, are you talking about Damon Craig? Yeah. Well, um, that's what I was asking. I'm I'm curious yeah. to know, like I I haven't been on Texags or anything in like three weeks. So if if people are talking about that, I haven't yeah. even seen it. Um, not not saying that it would matter if I did or not, but um, but that's my that's. I'm getting more to that thinking of what the heck is going on? Why can't, you know, why, why aren't we having better development here? You know? And, um, I don't, I don't know. It just, I think it's everything. Um, I think it's mostly like, I think the biggest, the biggest issue is Calzada. I've, I'll, I, I, I think that a hundred percent, like if, if we had King, we feel a whole lot different about this team, you know, if the receivers are, are amazing or not. Um, but, and even like, like I've been, you know, I've been begging us to run some more like play action and some RPO stuff. And then we finally run that in this game and, uh, and Zach made a bad read and we got tackled for like a three yard loss because he, uh, he had demons wide open. Like he, he may have scored on that play. Um, but check down to the running back and, you know, we lost yards. And then like to your point, the receivers, uh, he threw a ball, you know, a bit behind Demas, but hit Demas in the hands and pops up in the air interception. Um, right. the, the protection isn't always the best. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm sure the receivers, like these guys haven't played that much outside of a nice Smith. Um, yeah. And, and Jaylen, we don't, we don't rotate them. Yeah. We'll have our first our first strings out there, you know, up up 
28 points and yeah. and four two minutes left in the fourth and we we've still got our first, our our best players out there. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But you know, maybe Jimbo's offense is so complicated that Damian Craig hasn't been able to figure out how to teach it in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe, maybe that's, if we want to go with Jimbo being so complicated, maybe that, that maybe he doesn't understand how to teach it. And, and I'm not saying, I'm not putting the blame. I understand that. I'm, I'm more asking the question. Yeah. What is the, what is the issue? I, you know, it just, that's the biggest question mark on, and has been, and and it's really just kind of been in the back of my mind of like, okay, maybe there's more to it that I don't understand. Maybe Demas has an injury. Maybe, you know, they have something that they're not wanting to make public. You know, maybe there's some of that going on. But no, we're we're, you know, however many years into this thing now, and it's the same old thing. Like yeah. we're we're still. You know, it yeah, great that our receivers now are a little bit better than maybe they were at one time. Or you, you say that I really don't even know if that's that's even true. But yeah. you know, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. That, that's yeah. that's my question. That that's what I want to put blame on somebody other than Calzada ultimately. Um, and it's not because I'm not. I'm not trying to save Calzada. I just think sometimes it's a. Um, sometimes I think it's a. It's the easy scapegoat, you know, of uh, the quarter. The quarterback sucks. Yeah. Well, maybe he made the right read and the receiver ran the wrong route. You know. Um. Just because somebody's open doesn't mean that they ran the right route. You know, if you're expecting an in route and they go an out route, well, okay, great, you created separation, you're open, but you're not where where you expect you to be. Put the ball, yeah, exactly. And um, I don't know, I don't yeah. know. That's that's just that's just has really started jumping out to me here lately. Is that our receivers just yeah? It just seems like we don't have a good game plan with them. And yeah, um, so here's. Here's here's kind of how I'll, I'll finish my thoughts. Um, this season is this season is basically two different seasons. There's uh, this first six games, which has been uh, uh, absolute shit, and will continue to be uh, until the bye week. And hopefully, hopefully King is able to come back. Um, and it's weird because like I think I think me and you like our interest is pretty low right now. Um, yeah, like we're doing this cause we, you know, we do love this sport. We do love this team and, you know, we'd love to, to get to the bottom of some of these things and, you know, we may never do that. But, uh, as far as like, like you said about tech sags, like I, I haven't checked either one so, like since mm-hmm. the, like since Saturday, like it's, it's just not something that's part of my day at this point because, uh, I've, I've written off this portion of the season. And what's weird is after Bama, like, yeah, we're, we're probably going to lose that one. Um, we play Mizzou the next week, and they suck. Mizzou sucks. They have the worst run defense in the entire country. They gave up 62 points to freaking Tennessee, and they fired their D-line coach last week because they got run on for 450. 
So mm. we honestly probably win that one uh, probably pretty handedly unless, you know, we just have like seven turnovers like Maryland did the other night. Um, and then we're home against South Carolina, who that may be – it's probably tougher than Mizzou. Uh, in, in case you didn't know, I'm – I'm fully off the Mizzou bandwagon that I was on in the offseason. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> um, but South Carolina, you know, a team that that we can still beat without, you know, our starting quarterback. Um, Hopefully we got to keep that James Bonham trophy. Yeah, yeah. We've already lo- we've already lost the Arkansas streak. We can't lose two streaks in one year. Yeah, that's a good point. We can't. Um, but after that, uh, there is the bye week, and there's hope that uh, – there's hope that King can come back, and that's that's what's really going to tell how we should feel about this program, because uh, those last four games outside of Prairie View are are going to be tough. Uh, host Auburn, uh, at Ole Miss, Prairie View, at LSU. Um, we if we finish strong, uh, then everything's fine. This you know these couple losses, as frustrating as they may be. Um, you know, if 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 we end up nine and three, you know, after losing three in a row, uh, it would hard to it would be hard to not feel good about that. Depending on how it looks, you know, like if if King just goes out there and tears it up, and the offensive line clicks, and um, you know, receivers are doing the right thing, and you know, secondary looks good, then we'll be like, okay, like we were we overreacted, you know, early on in the season, and. You know, this thing's still going in the right direction. Um, but at this point, like, gu- guaranteed wins are very, very few. Like, like we're going to beat Prairie View. Very confident in that. Everything else, I mean, I, I, I feel the best about beating Mizzou, but you just you just never know. So, um, you know, and, and I, um, I agree that maybe, maybe, we do get King back and things, you know, turn around for us and it, and it's more exciting. Maybe Calzada can put some stuff together while he's still going. But my microscope's going to be on the, the wide receivers for the remainder of the year. Um, I, I just – I'm starting to think that maybe – you just think about Jimbo's trajectory. You know, he was with the Bowdens for ever. He became like one of their family members, and, oh, and yeah. that seems to be what he may be doing with his old Auburn quarterback. And um, maybe he shouldn't. Is all I'm going to say right now. Yeah. So that's where my my microscope is. Um, that's what I'm looking at because I haven't seen much from the receiver position that really does anything for me this year. Um, all kinds of drops. All kinds yeah. of Bad routes, not very good blocking on the perimeter. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm suspect. Well, I'm suspect. That's where I'm watching the rest of the year. I will say this. Um, although I, I have not been perusing uh, A&M websites the past, uh, for the past week. Um, I, am oh, I, haven't, part- I haven't gotten on Texag since Arkansas, or yeah. since before Arkansas, really. Yeah. But I am still a part of a. Uh, uh, a very exclusive uh, Twitter group uh, amongst Aggie Aggie sports fans. <laughs> you're, you're not anymore. You're not supposed to talk about that, Will. So you're out. 
<laughs> um, well, I'll, I won't say who's who's all in there, but um, it's very yeah, for sure. It's, for sure. It's, it's like a speakeasy of social media. It's uh, VIP. Yeah, but according to that, which I think their source is, is Billy Lucci of Texags. Um, sounds like we're we're already eyeing the uh, the receiver market in the transfer portal uh, for, for next season. Um, like there's already some names in there. There's a kid at Syracuse, I think that, uh, hmm. is, is transferring and we've already, uh, tossed our hat in the ring there. So, um, you may be onto something. There may be some, uh, some big, big issues there. Maybe, maybe Chapman's injury is worse than we thought. You know, he still isn't back yet. Um, Hezekiah Jones isn't back yet. Uh, you know, a nice Smith was banged up. He's been playing, but you know, he's kind of been bruised up. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we but, but yeah, we still have like ten some odd receivers on the on the roster that we don't even put in for reps. Oh, I know. I'd love we to see give him a, we don't give him a chance. I'd love to see Devin Price out there. Or Yul Keith Brown. I've seen him a time or two. You have Yul Keith, uh, Muhammad. You know, Muhammad Moore. You know, we don't rotate them. We don't we do nothing uh, and but but heaven forbid, you know, if we got a hot running back we'll we'll Sub him out of the game, yeah, and not not hand it to him the rest of the game, whenever he's he's running hot, yeah. But we're gonna try that. Oh well, we we need the quarterback to mess with the receivers. Ah, give me that excuse. He put the ball right on the money and he he dropped it. Aren't aren't you his coach? Aren't you the one that's supposed to be making sure that, that doesn't happen? Didn't you say last week that you got coaching better? What'd you do this week? You know, that's grit. Grit is doing what you say you're going to do. Coach them better. Make yeah. sure that doesn't happen. Sub somebody else in. Put the pl- best players on the field. And if those are the best players that you have on the field, and I'm not dogging the players, I'm just saying if those are the, truly the best players that you have on the field, then what happens when they go down? And I don't think I don't think there's enough preparation for that at that specific position. Every yeah. other position on the field, it they're subbing in and out all the time. Yeah. All the time. Uh, I mean, I think we've had a, a different O line every single game. Yeah, you know, different, different well, how they how they set it up. You know? Yeah, actually, I, I did want to bring that up before we get out of here. Um, uh, before the game started, uh, you know, like there's like the people that are actually at the game, like the uh, the guys that write for the Eagle, and uh, I think Olin does this sometimes too. But um, like they'll point out like who isn't dressed out, like who's in street clothes. And um, uh, came out that uh, that uh, that Akinola Ogumbi, who's been starting at left guard, uh, was not suited up. And you know, like they, you know, like they run like uh, mm-hmm. like 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 team, you know, team drills or whatever, like uh, against air. And, but they'll have the starting lineup out there. So they're like, well, the starting lineup this week is you know, uh, Jameer Johnson, left tackle. You know, Kenyon Green is back at left guard where he was last season. And then Bryce Foster laden back at right guard, which was great. And then fathery, uh, the true freshman at right tackle. So, um, they weren't, they weren't perfect by any means. Uh, I wouldn't even say they were good, but, uh, they weren't terrible. They, they weren't bad. And they did some really nice things. And I think this is the group they stick with for the next seven, seven or eight games. Um, yeah, and uh, I hope you know. I hope uh, the Aki gets healthy, uh, but I think 
for for this season and for you know like for the sake of this season and to, for the betterment of the team I think having Kenyon back at guard and playing it the way we played it the other day that's probably our best bet as far as our line goes get those guys all the reps you can uh playing next to each other and you know hope it clicks at some point this season mm-hmm. hope so I hope yeah. I mean I hope something clicks, uh, but see, my my question is whether it really is the O line, you know, and and is it is it not? I mean, O line's been don't get me wrong, the whole offense has been every part has been prob- substandard, prob- problematic. <laughs> I, I I'm not saying I'm not trying to I'm not trying to put the blame on one position group. I'm just saying I don't really think that we're, you know. Given a whole, uh, given enough, pointing enough blame at the receiver position, um, that that I think we should, because, you know, if you had a decent quarterback, and you had really good receivers, like you could put a decent quarterback in to play at Bama, and they're going to do well. Yep. Calzada's still a decent quarterback. You know, why is he having the problems that he's having? Sure, you could put it all on him, but I don't think it's all on him. I think that's just too easy of an excuse for for fans, personally. Well, that's why I've you know I've, I brought up the you know the off, the offense is too complicated. Um, maybe he transfers yeah. elsewhere, you know, to a simpler system and lights it up. You know, that's going to frustrate the hell out of me to see that. Yeah, and and maybe so, and and, and maybe it is because you hear a lot of that. But I also think that that's kind of a fabrication that that people have made instead of just you know calling a spade spade a spade and saying, okay, we we keep playing the exact same three receivers, and on a on a team where we have like twenty of them, you know, and we're not rotating them at all. They're not getting any separation. Whenever the ball does get to them, we get drops all over the field. They're going dead on their routes. They're not blocking down the field. You know, there's, there's a lot of problems at that receiver position. And, and these are supposed to be four and five star players still, you know, what, where were all those circus catches from Demas? You know, you remember all those, but, oh, yeah. but you can't catch one that's in the bread basket, you know, and I'm not pointing to just one and acting like, like that's on your fault. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to specify like there's, there's these just little knickknacky stuff that all keeps coming from the receiver position that I think we might be pointing the finger in the wrong direction. Whenever we're pointing at the quarterback, maybe we should turn the finger the other way. You know, and, and on some of them at least, um, doesn't mean that Calzada is perfect. Doesn't mean that that you know whatever. That just means that he's not a hundred percent of the problem. Yeah. You know, there's I, I'm I guess that's what my my feelings are kind of coming out here. In that by the end of the season, we got King back and we get a we get a good strong O line going. If if at that point. We're not just a high octane offense. What's which position are we looking at? Right, well, you know, for like, me, it doesn't like it doesn't even have to reach high octane. It just has to be good. Like it can't be, you know, as bad as it's been the past two weeks. But uh, yeah. if if we see that for the rest of the season, this team is screwed. Like like there's 
that's not acceptable to, to, to play, to play at that level. Like it, it has to get better at some point this season. I'm just, I'm just saying like, if, if, if the O-line meshes, which I, I expect they will. Great. If, if we get King back, great. But even if the O-line doesn't mesh and we get King back, he's going to be scrambling around. And if we still can't get the ball down the field, at some point we're going to be like, hold on, hold on just a second. These receivers, they weren't good with the the last quarterback. They're not good with this quarterback. They weren't good with a bad O-line or a good O-line. Huh. You know, that's that's my thought on it. Yeah. That's why I, I mean, think, think like, about it. Think think about think about like the the big plays year over year over year, right? Who was the big play from last year? Chapman and he played t- two three games before his injury. That was a big play of the year. Yeah. Before before Devon A chain's run at the very literally very end of the year. But then let's let's think about another one. Okay. Well, how about the the Circus catches that we saw on um, what's his name number thirteen back when we played LSU and went to seven overtimes. Right. How many games did he play in that year? A few. Yeah. You know, so you get like these guys that aren't really in very many games, and, and that's like that's the that's a play of the that you know like there's no other plays that that you can really call on past that you know from the receiver position and. You know, we just have these little dink and dunk, you know, plays that I don't know. I'm putting a lot on the receivers here. <laughs> you are. Um, <laughs> um, kind of went in on that. That's not what I was. I was. I was just more so like, I'm not like trying to give Calzada lifeline by any means. I just think that he hasn't pl- been playing good at all. But I haven't seen anybody playing good. You know, I haven't seen any receivers playing good. Uh, running backs, they've been fine. They've been, yeah. they've been doing their thing. But haven't seen a receiver. Yeah. Haven't seen much of it at line either. Yeah. And that's why, like, <laughs> it's it's similar to being a Cowboys fan last year. Um, after, after Dak Prescott got hurt and was obviously going to be out for the year, I did not give a crap what happened in any other game the rest of the year. Did not care, yeah, because I, I, I knew we weren't gonna gonna win anything that year, and we didn't. Um, I, I don't want to say that I don't care about these next few games. Like, I'm still gonna watch, but until until we get our quarterback healthy and get some other things, you know, like so hopefully some other guys healthy, um, that that stretch of last four games is just like I'm looking forward to that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'll be amped up for those, and like, all right, like. I'm giving you guys a chance. Like, let's see some improvement. Let's see what you got against some some pretty salty teams. Um, and you know, this is going to sound very coach speaky and very Jimbo-y, but um, it's an opportunity. You know, playing the, these tough teams at the end of the year, that's an opportunity to uh, show what you got and r- r- really buy, like all this all this other crap aside. Salvage the year, yeah, yeah and, and salvage it for recruiting. Like, recruiting is what makes championship teams. Uh, you know why Georgia's good? To quote uh, Shane Beamer, they got like 105 stars on defense. Um, <laughs> you're not going to get 105 stars if you lose to Mississippi State and Arkansas and then, you know, go 6-6. Six and six. So, uh, And also, on the flip side, 
as good as Georgia's doing, uh, like I'm happy for them and all, but we're, we're recruiting against them for a lot of guys this cycle. And uh, if they go win the whole thing and we, you know, are, are dicking around and, you know, can't score any points, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to yeah. hang on to a couple that we got and to close on some of the ones that we need. So um, for sure. that's, that's what it comes down to for me is uh, if uh, we need to show something on the field late in the year to salvage what, what should be, you know, a pretty good class. And, you know, yeah. that's, that's a, a talk for another day to, to get in the weeds on that. But um, yeah, it feels good to, to get some of that off my chest, but uh, yeah, for sure. Me too. <laughs> to, 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 uh, exercise some demons and, um, I, f- I feel, I feel like I'm in a better place now. That was, uh, almost cathartic. Yeah. Well, Pilates can do that to you. Let me tell you. <laughs> Those demons over there doing Pilates with you. Yeah. Um, well, I say we get out of chair. What do yeah. you say, Will? Yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, I still haven't eaten dinner, so I'm going to go. Uh, oh, yeah, you need to get out of here. It's 9.33. Yeah, yeah. Pull the curtain back again. We love to do it. <laughs> uh, Very informative. But, yeah, um, big weekend this, this weekend. We didn't get into it all, but uh, playing Alabama, if it, if it was going to be close. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it was going to be close, we'd talk about it, but um, just not going to devote any time to, to what we see as. Uh, we'll let you know what we thought about it instead of what we think about it. That's that's the key. That's what we're all about. <laughs> um, but until then, uh, enjoy your weekend, and we will see you next week. <laughs>